episode of Naked Men Talking, a podcast exploring naturism and the power of getting you close off. I'm Gareth Johnson. On today's episode, we're joined by Lawrence Portland. Lawrence is a performer in the adult entertainment industry, creating content that fuels our fantasies. Lawrence, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Maybe let's start at the beginning. What was your relationship with your body like when you're growing up? Have you always been comfortable with getting your clothes off? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I had no relationship. Uh, uh, with my body during uh, both uh, childhood and adolescent because I was I was bone thin as a child and uh, then I became a chubby teenager and it seems like you know I'm a late bloomer by nature and it, it seems like all of my peers you know I've been left behind from them you know because they were maturing a lot faster they were uh, gaining uh, so much muscle mass for their ages and and I was, you know, I was a bit envious. Uh, I wouldn't say jealous, but I was a bit envious. I was like, you know, let me have some of that. When am I going to, you know, when am I going <laughs> to start develop, developing like they are, you know? Was that a genetic thing? That was, was other people in your family, did they have a similar build to you? Or did you feel really sort of different? That was, Yeah, I felt very different because that was a weird growth phase. And um, let's see, I... I I didn't have the best of genetics growing up, I must admit, because, <laughs> um, well, actually, you know, my, my father was in very good shape. Um, he was, he played uh, football when he was growing up. Oh, so he was a big guy. I wound, yes, he was. And, and I wound up uh, somehow, you know, getting my mother's uh, structure because, <laughs> you know, she was, <laughs> uh, she was a thin gal. Now, I read somewhere that you, you talk about being a bit of a late developer, and I, I read somewhere that you didn't start watching porn until your late 20s. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it never really crossed my mind, and, you know, the subject was never really discussed in my home or anywhere else, you know, given the uh, community that I come from. You know, it was it, it was all pretty much uh, taboo when I was growing up. Yeah, just not on the radar at all. Not on the radar at all. And that all changed until until I uh, uh, bought a computer with an internet access. So. <laughs> then I discovered the internet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, so anything's possible. How did it feel, though, when you did sort of make that discovery and start to explore? What was that like? Uh, it, it felt like... Uh, a pressure valve literally, you know, exploded. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it felt pretty good, you know. Uh, finally, you know, some people that I can relate to. Because where were you at with your sexuality at that process? Were you, was that part of the discovery process or were you already in that headspace? I was pretty much in that uh, headspace probably as a, as a young child. Uh, and it was, it was pretty clear to everyone around me that, you know, I didn't have the similar interests uh, of an average young boy. <laughs> Everyone knew. We all knew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's so that that's when I discovered, and I just kept it suppressed for so long, and probably around my late teens, early twenties. That's when I think 
you know, puberty pretty much hit for me around that age rather than, you know, your early teens where it normally hits you. Ah, you know? okay. Because, uh, yeah, it was uh, like, you know, late bloomer, late puberty. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you did sort of discover the world of porn and you talked about how it was like a pressure valve being released kind of thing, how did you... Or how did that change your sexual exploration or sexual experiences? What did, sort of did that open up for you? Well, it definitely uh, helped me open up a great deal, you know, of my overall well-being, you know, who I was, what my interests were, and who were the individuals that, uh, that I would like to get to know, you know, I would like to be, become friends with. But it's, it's uh, stuff like that is very hard to find when you're, living in a small Midwestern town that's uh, very conservative and very family oriented. Uh, so I don't know, it was, it, I wouldn't say uh, liberating, but it was definitely freeing. It was a uh, very freeing uh, experience. I don't know if uh, one and one are the same, but you know, I don't know. I, I believe freeing is a better word. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it must have also presented uh, I guess, challenges in a way. If you're thinking, oh, here I am in this small Midwestern town in a conservative community, there on the internet is something that really interests me and I want to get into. How do I bring those two worlds closer together? How do I get to be part of that? Well, none of that really happened until, uh, until uh, you know, internet access was becoming a worldwide thing. Uh and I really didn't have a lot of resources at that time, you know, to break into such an industry. So I figured, you know, uh, the best uh, best way to, well, I shouldn't say the best way, but a good way uh, of getting what you want is to just uh, have patience and, you know, uh, whatever uh, chance comes along, just take it. So I hung in there as long as I possibly could before making <laughs> uh, making that move. But is it correct that you started with webcamming? Is that where you first sort of dipped your toe into that world of adult entertainment? Yeah, but I, I, after that, you know, it was like probably two years before uh, before my first shoot. Talk a bit about the webcamming then, because that was obviously a big move to start going from watching porn on the internet to putting yourself out there as, you know, someone that guys could look at and enjoy kind of thing. Was that difficult for you to do? How did that feel? Oh, it felt amazing. I mean, it was, uh, it was a bit, uh, difficult getting it started, but, uh, once you, once you got into it and, uh, you're, you're building a fan base, you're building an audience, uh, that's, it, it was very rewarding for me, but, you know, I, I really wanted to get a little further after that oh you already knew that this is the beginning not the end i need this is a stepping stone to other things mm -hmm. yes sir and did it sort of did that webcamming process and getting you know started to build that audience as you've described was that a bit of a an exhibitionist thrill did that was that perhaps something you hadn't realized that you're into was being watched in that way well i definitely wanted to bring out you know, a side of me that's been kept under wraps for far too long. And uh, I do feel that there was 
an exhibitionist and me that just wanted to get out in some way. What sort of feedback did you receive during those early days in the webcamming sort of phase? What sort of feedback were you receiving from guys that were watching your content? What what were they saying? It, it was pretty moderate. You know, it was uh, it was nothing negative. You know, just a lot of uh, moderate uh, comments like, you know, you're very beautiful and uh, wow, you're amazing, you know, stuff like that. But how did that feel given your relationship with your body, your late development, that feeling of being the skinny, different kid kind of thing, to suddenly have people saying to you, we're really into your look, your body, what you're doing, we're into you. How did that feel? Oh, it felt incredible. You know, it's like uh, moving uh, out of that ugly duckling phase and developing into a swan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I can pretty much relate to that story. I mean, who who wouldn't relate to that story growing up? No, totally. I, especially if you come from, like, most of us have that feeling of, oh, I'm not the same as everyone else. Like, <laughs> how do I get yes. normal? Yes. I, yeah. I, yeah. School was an absolute struggle for me. And, you know, I just felt that I couldn't fit in. And so I felt later on in life, you know, if you, if you can't fit in, just stand out. You... Then went on to, from the webcamming phase into landing some studio shoots, as you described. What was that process like to go from filming at home and, you know, being a bit isolated to then being in those scenes that you'd seen on on the internet? Uh, You know, it felt, it felt pretty good. You know, uh, how I got started um, when I first uh, launched uh, my Twitter account, now known as X, of course, and a uh, model who worked for uh, Falcon at the time, he was uh, developing their own uh, website. And, you know, he asked me if I would, uh, if I would like to do a scene with him. And I was like, sure. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. And, and so that's pretty much how it came about. And, and since then, you know, out of everything I shot, that probably is uh, my favorite, favorite one. They say your favorite is your first. Well, I believe my favorite is my first. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Not everyone. I don't think everyone has the great first experience, but mm-hmm. that's nice to be able to think, oh, it started off on the right foot. Oh, yeah. I mean, every every experience, you know, there's always a new lesson. And uh, as, as I went from one to another to another to another, there was always uh, something something new to be learned. What sort of things did you learn? Yeah. Well, patience is the first thing. <laughs> And uh, let's see, remaining, you know, remaining professional, that's another. And remaining hard is, is a definite one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the hardest lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Now, you're creating content for your fan subscription channels. Do you enjoy that? entrepreneurial side of the business that sort of building your brand marketing your content engaging with your audiences is that something that you sort of get into yes even though i don't do it consistently but it's uh definitely a lot of fun you know to be your own boss you know on a a platform that allows you to uh to just uh, be yourself and allow you know your partners and and uh crew members to be themselves as well so that's a definite plus especially um especially when uh, COVID-19 happened and then there were just, uh, there were just uh, subscriptions everywhere pretty much. 
Yeah, a lot more competition, really. Yeah, yeah, but I, I try not to think of it as a competition. You know, there's room for everybody uh, everywhere. And what sort of feedback do you get from your subscribers and your audience now? You know, when you reflect back to the webcaming days when you were initially getting that sort of positive reinforcement, how do you feel when uh, about the the comments and feedback that people give you now? Oh, it's uh, it's gotten better. You know, uh, I'm I'm truly grateful, truly uh, thankful that you know I do have a fan base out there. You know that uh, care about me as if you know, I were a member of the family, you know, that's, that's pretty much how it feels. And it's, like I said before, it's definitely rewarding. And does that give you confidence in other aspects of your life? That's that sense of people are really into you, into what you're doing. How does that translate into other parts of your, of your life? Well, it's uh, definitely uh, given me, you know, it's definitely a, a gift that has, uh, allowed me to be uh, more self-aware and uh, to build up uh, more and more confidence and uh, and hopefully to uh, create a larger uh, a larger fan base yeah yeah as far as um, as far as what I did as far as webcaming and as far as you know professor professional shoots and and try to uh, get in touch with uh, your fans on a on a more deeper level. Yeah, so this is just what uh, these platforms are doing now. You know, I guess uh, you're being more intimate with uh, your fans than uh, than anything else. Now that you pretty much have your own uh, pages that they can subscribe to. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting shift in the dynamic, isn't it? Because you, you talked about how you feel part of the same family as your subscribers and your fans you know it's such an intimate sort of connection between you as the performer and the audience that you're performing to does that shape the sort of content that you create do you responding to what people are asking for or how does that sort of creative process work well you know they're they're uh i really haven't gotten any requests on uh certain things that they want to see they they seem pretty much happy with uh whatever's there already yeah and do you edit your own content? Do you, are you watching yourself back? It, it, how does it feel to sort of see yourself having sex in that way? Uh, it, it's definitely uh, educational. <laughs> in what way? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Um, you know, you want to get in like uh, positions that that don't look so you know that don't look so awkward on screen, uh, and you definitely you're definitely focusing on. Of course, your you know your scene partner as well. You know, wondering if you know if if, if it was uh, if it was good for them, good to them, and if it was just an enjoyable experience all around for for everyone. And how do you know that you've got it right? How do you know that you've created a good scene? Is that in the moment when you're filming, or only when you're looking back at it in the editing process? Uh, just. Right when you're in that very moment, you just get lost uh, in the passion of it all. And if it's on a, uh, and if it's on an actual shoot, and when you know the director shouts "cut," you know, beautiful, you guys, and yeah, that yeah, that's you know, you, that's working. when you know you've got happening. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I was wondering, you know, with having to create your own content and, and all the logistics of scheduling collaborations and, and that whole process, how does that impact on your real life relationships? Does that make it harder to build real life connections if all of that energy is going into creating on-screen connections? Well, you know, really, it really depends on if if you're happily single or if you're in an open relationship and if uh, if you're in a relationship and if you have the uh, similar interests that your your partner has, then you know go for it. But as far as uh, as far as being single, I just uh, I just enjoy uh, keeping them happy. <laughs> well, I guess my final question is: if someone is interested in exploring the world of adult entertainment, what advice or guidance would you give them? Well. You know, I'm really not one to give advice, but if I did, I would definitely say, uh, you know, uh, be patient, you know, uh, watch out for yourself and just uh, have fun with it. That's good advice. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find me on Twitter at GTV London. Today's guest has been Lawrence Portland. You can find him on Twitter at It's Law Port. Stay naked, stay sexy, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>